So our special guest today, Henrietta Butler, former pupil from Harrogate Ladies College. And nobody likes being asked to do this, Henrietta, but can you just tell us a bit about yourself and, and from Harrogate Ladies College, what, what you went on to do? Well, I was, a, I was at Harrogate Ladies College in the 70s. Um, I left in 81, it must have been, yeah. Um, and I did lots of sport. I did lacrosse, uh, cross-country running, athletics. And as I went up the school, I gradually realised I was quite interested in academics as well. Um, and, and so I ended up being encouraged to apply for Cambridge, um, uh, which, you know, I got, at those days, you got sort of individual lessons from the headmistress, as I recall, and certain individual prep things. There were only about three of us in, in my year that were thinking of this. And then, um, so I did get in for languages, German and French. I went to um, St. John's College, Cambridge, which uh, had been an all-male college. We were the first year um, of girls there. The Daily Mail ran a massive story on how the head porter was wearing a black armband and in mourning because the college was changing. Um, but actually, we did get a warm welcome and it, it was a great experience, you know, very different from um, being at an all-girls school, but not so different, actually. And, and connecting, connecting some of those experiences for us to, to be the first to do something. It, I mean, that often spurs you on, doesn't it? That often kind of kind of gives you a bit of a bit of firepower. But but actually, it also takes a lot of courage, doesn't it? And, and self-confidence. So so do you draw that back to some of your earlier school days in Harrogate? Yes, definitely. I think particularly I, I was doing quite a lot of cross country running and that was really in its infancy there were two or three of us and we would just go and do whatever Clara Craven things were happening and we would be put on a bus and down to Cornwall for the national schools cross country and and the school was supportive but it was kind of yes so this is happening you've qualified for this on the bus you go and and then you're on your own and and um and the school was very much evolving you know the the, the choir was starting to do more uh things there were lacrosse tours to places, not overseas at that stage, as they have done since. But um, it, it was a it was an evolution, and you were part of it, and that just gave you the confidence that if something was there, well, you would go for it. You would take part. You would m make a plan to get to whatever event it was. And looking at the world now, such a different place as you know, we go into twenty twenty two, and and some of the inequalities which which you know, people lived through back 70s, 80s. Um, it, it's a different world now, isn't it, to be honest? There are different challenges, but not those ones. Yes, I think the challenges are, um, the technological challenges for me are quite hard, uh, Zoom uh, being one of them. Um, but no, besides that, I think things are more transparent, but by, by that, that makes them harder for me. We were unaware, if you like. You know, can you imagine doing your A-level revision, you know, handwritten essays, everything, handwritten, everything, a bracket slightly dusty, book in the library. Um, you know, it was, it was a different world. Um, it, it felt hard enough for us, but I think we had a much easier time of it academically than today's generation. 
Yeah, I think that's really, really interesting points. So, so you then went on to 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 be again another kind of pioneer in the world of rowing, and tell us a bit about how that came about. Yeah, well, it wasn't through uh, anything involved in Harrogate. Not even the the pump room can provide a, a rowing lane. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just it was a the college I went to, St John's, was very strong for rowing, and I always had the idea once I knew that, that 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 would be a thing. Now, I must say that my father had also been a cox, but very much, uh, you know, I'll do this twice, and that's enough. And he did try to put me off. But uh, it didn't work. The, the, the boat club at the Freshers' Fair are very persuasive, even though I didn't drink their beer. Um, and it, it was just such a great way of life, really, as long as you can stand getting up early in the morning. Because um, the first year, it's pretty much early in the morning. Um, and so it, it just, there's a structure. There was a structure to it that I hadn't it was the same structure in a way, if you like, of lacrosse, you know, the, the, the notice board and the team would go up which crews you'd made and that sort of thing. Uh, from the college rowing, which was uh, with the Lady Margaret Boat Club, that's, it's one of the few colleges whose boat club isn't actually called after the college for obscure historical reasons. But um, I just happened to be in the right time and the right place for trialing for the, the Cambridge crew. Uh, it wasn't that they were, you know, looking hard uh, for inclusivity and we must appoint a woman this time. There was, it's definitely not, not, not that, but um, there, you know, there, there was competition, but it just turned out that my weight advantage and the experience with the Lady Margaret Boat Club um, just uh, made them choose me in the end. And, and tell us um, what it led to after that and, and where you went on to with it. Well, I did Cox in the Boat Race in 1985, and uh, that was my final year. And when I graduated, I took up a bit of rowing in London, coxing. Um, you're always in demand. You get phone calls from people who vaguely know you, pretty desperate. Could you, you know, could you possibly cox our outing this evening? <laughs> um, but by and large, uh, it just was incompatible with, you know, I wasn't rowing to such a high level then. Friends who were going for the Olympics, well, that was a different thing. But for me, it was something I'd really enjoyed for three years, very intensively at Cambridge. But I, it wasn't going to be a long part of my life. Having said that, I did Cox for a year in Hong Kong. I worked there for a year um, and I did. I did Cox uh, in Hong Kong. Um, I, think, I think what, what makes it so interesting is, is it's quite unusual in, in sport, I, I guess, to get into something that little bit later. Um, you know, you think of a lot of um, tennis players, for example, who, you know, who are really who are really playing and, uh, you know, and really practicing from from a very, very young age. And it's, and it's so exciting to have to have hit hit that point, because actually the other thing is probably at that age, I, I, I guess less academic people may have found other interests that kind of take them away from from something physical and sporty. But it was actually that that that, that appealed the most. Yes, the, and the appeal, and I think you're right. Um, it's it, and rowing is one of those sports, not less of at an Olympic standard, perhaps. Um, but for instance, I do know someone who just rowed in the Olympics this year who had learned at high school, not at university. Um, but yeah, you university rowing is is one of the ones you can come in, never having done it, get to a decent standard, 
and possibly get picked up to represent the university, um, you know, even not having done it at school. And, and um, I think we also find particularly in the, because I was Cox men, um, quite often they hadn't found their sport at school. Now I'd find loads of sports at school, but I just wanted to do rowing as well. Um, but quite a lot of them hadn't been into rugby or cricket or soccer. Um, but um, for whatever reason, they gave rowing a go and they just, it, it appealed, um, they had the physique or were prepared to get the fitness. And, and it, it's a great sport. And, you know, that applies to women's sport, absolutely. And, and it, it is sometimes sometimes you can just click with things, you know, it's like, you know, those of us who sort of, you know, have taken it running at, you know, the age of 40 or whatever, you know, you find these things and they and they click. And, and I know friends who've, who've been and had a trial um, on the use at, at York on a on a Saturday afternoon, you know, and, and there's obviously something about it that becomes you know um you know you kind of get get obsessed and and there's everything about being on the water and and uh, obviously great camaraderie in amongst the team as well which is which is obviously must be really exciting when when you know you you sort of you find that thing which is which is your thing can i take you back then to harrogate ladies college or it wasn't actually called Harrogate Ladies College, was it? When 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 you were there, Henrietta? No, strangely enough, it, it were it was a short period. I'm not sure how short it was. Certainly ten years when it was just Harrogate College. The ladies had been dropped. I don't know whether that was with a view to being seemingly more modern, to distance from maybe Cheltenham Ladies College, or or, or perhaps it was a view that uh, there weren't so many ladies present. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to think that wasn't it. But um, yeah, it, the, those 70s and early 80s, it was it was Harrogate College. Um, but I'm happy that the ladies has been uh, included in the title. And, and tell me about the things that you really, you really remember from, from those days. Well, I was digging out some photos the other day to show my daughters, uh, but it was the pre-Lycra generation and so you know the sports uniform was all cotton air text blouses and cotton things none of it was well at least we had the laundry but none of it was quick dry or particularly flexible um, and I don't think gloves had been invented for lacrosse I never I had to knit my own fingerless gloves to play lacrosse it was uh, freezing cold um, but I mean, you know, the camaraderie are the things you remember. I mean, I'm still in touch with uh, a few, um, you know, a few lacrosse friends. Um, and the, the training was, you know, a bit involved. We used to run up to the, well, actually, the, once you're in the first team, you got to play right on the school pitches, but lower down, you used to run up to the, to the big field. Um, but yeah, lacrosse was, <laughs> Lacrosse was a, was a big thing at the school, obviously, and athletics was was getting that way. Um, so those were the two things I concentrated on. And 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 let's bring in um, Sylvia, who's been who's been um, listening listening um, I I intently to this. It, it's such a great story, isn't it? And what what I love about Harrogate Ladies College is the fact that it, it's it's constant connection isn't it um students stay in touch students stay in touch with the school the stories are of interest to current students and that network is just so wonderful for for people of all ages to be a part of isn't it 
It's absolutely brilliant. And it's one of the many things I really love about the place. And I've met um, former pupils, um, some going back even to the 30s. Uh, we had a reunion a few years ago and we had a number of people there from all generations. And there's definitely a character, a quality in our old girls. And I definitely see it in Harrietta of that kind of determination without fuss. You know, I'm just going to get on and do it. I'm just going to have a go. Why shouldn't I? You know, that sort of, you know, why should there be a problem? Why should there be a bar in my way just because I'm a woman? I'm not even, that's not even something to be discussed. So I sometimes think maybe it's something in the brickwork or or something in the, the founders, you know, the values of the school are really important. But um, I am so proud of Henrietta and our other old girls. And I absolutely see that in the current pupils as well, who are, also striving through incredibly challenging times, but with a real pragmatism. And I think one of the things that I love about here and, and particularly our sport is that it's really important for me, for young women to develop skills and fitness for life, not just for sort of elite sports. So we do have some real elite sportswomen amongst us um, in, in all sorts of fields from, um, uh, we've got a, a Paralympic um, weightlifter um, who's being tipped for the world championships. Uh, we've got a national level ballroom dancer, um, but we've also got people who are willing to give it a go. Um, and uh, some of our girls got together and um, formed a K-pop dance group. Um, and all of these things are different strands to help young women uh, develop their fitness and their well-being. Um, and I think that's what is really, really important. And, and, and it's actually the level that you get to and, and, and the achievements are almost secondary to the enjoyment oh, completely. that you get out of this stuff. I, I, I really think that's true because even when you win a gold medal, the minute later, you've got to fight for the next gold medal. So it's really important to achieve, to fulfill your potential, to be at the highest level you can. But what's more important is who you are when you wake up the next morning. Um, and it's having that strength of character um, and the determination and the curiosity. And I, you know, I see in Henrietta's career, she's tried so many things and done so many things and been open to so many things. Um, do you think also that there's something, what, what do you draw from, from um, obviously different, different times, but, but Henrietta um, in her story, not being put off by being the only female in, you know, in, in different scenarios, that there's something obviously about, about um, leaving Harrogate and, and maybe having this, this little bit of extra confidence that 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 um and maybe it's a bit of quiet confidence i don't know but just just something where where actually you, you know you're okay with um um being a bit different to what else is is going on around you and and for me that that's what's really important and and that's why i'm the head of an all girls school um and i know they don't suit every young woman but for the girls that i see going through my school and the girls schools I've worked in it is that self-belief and self-awareness and self-knowledge which our young women leave here with um, which means that they can go out and you know why on earth why they even question the fact that they're a woman with four blokes in a in a, in a canoe or whatever it is a rowing boat um, you know it's not even a question because it's just them human beings striving to fulfill their potential um, and and there is just such joy in that and and such strength and value value for young people going out into an incredibly scary world. 
yeah it's been it's been so lovely to chat to both of you because it's um you know so so interesting to hear about and so and so positive as well and do you get asked sometimes Henrietta to, to sort of you know speak to younger people and kind of um you know give, give them a bit of um advice for, for where they go with their their careers and futures well, I wouldn't say I've, I've, you know, I haven't exactly been on the speaking circuit, but I do really enjoy encouraging people. I have helped friends and uh, daughters of friends when they're thinking about university courses. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you can do a lot of online research these days. I'm, I'm very encouraging to to get people to look at the module, feel that you're excited by some of the elements that you'll be studying. And I think part of that actually is because when I went to Cambridge, the, the French course was so dry. It really, I won't say it was a disappointment, but it was, it was not exciting and you couldn't make too much of it. And maybe partly was that I was doing too much rowing. I didn't necessarily, <laughs> I didn't necessarily want to, you know, try and do as much as I could have in the languages degree, perhaps. Um, it, it became not my primary focus, uh, should, should I say, which I wouldn't encourage anyone else to do. Your degree should be, you know, your main focus when you're applying anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, you know, it's very exciting. The sixth form at school, the opportunities, and the challenges are both exciting. Yeah, and, and, and finally, Sylvia, it doesn't have to be sport. You know, you're talking about K-pop and all that kind of thing. And, you know, it it, it, it can be all sorts of, uh, I suppose, that, that thing that gets you out of bed, um, you know, and, and, and that thing that becomes your your thing, your passion. Your passion, yes. Uh, uh, the head of an all-boys school once said to me that he thought there were far fewer stereotypes in single-sex schools, and I thought that was really interesting, but it's absolutely true um, that the girls here can develop whatever passion it is, um, and, and they can be free to do that, and that is really joyful. Uh, they're not restricted by any sense of who they should be or who other people expect them to be. Um, a few years ago, one of our textiles pupils uh, did an amazing textiles installation which was intestines made <laughs> I mean it was just extraordinary but I mean how off the wall is that um just just I mean that was gruesome but also glorious to see that level of creativity well it's been so lovely to chat to you both really appreciate you making the time as well because I know there's obviously loads going on um at the moment but yeah really appreciate your time and lovely to speak to you and wish you both all the very best for 2022 and to you, and to you, do take care. It's great to talk, thank you.